Now that we're recording, we can actually record. What? Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing a podcast. That's true, Steve. Are you turning up your mix a little bit? I'm turning down my mix a little bit. We got something to talk about this week. Let's, we got give, some, them, let's give them something to talk about. Some gear news. Fender came out with a line of stuff, and uh, I'm seeing a lot of hate on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also seeing some love as well. I think uh, people are are pretty split on this there's a lot going on here these are all uh somebody said that these were twelve hundred dollars well they're thirteen hundred dollars but that's not true they are twelve ninety nine ninety nine and eleven ninety nine ninety nine and thirteen ninety nine thirteen ninety nine and that one cent makes them a great deal <laughs> they're twelve hundred dollars they're thirteen hundred dollars and they're fourteen hundred dollars they are a line of made-in-Mexico fenders that are all built around gold foils. Why is the Telecaster cheaper than the than the Jazz Bass? I don't think that's the question we should ask, Steve. I think the question is, why is the Jazz Bass more expensive than I think the, the question, Telecaster? I think the question we need to ask, Because right? there's two pickups in the Telecaster and only one exactly. on the Jazz Bass. Exactly, but I think the question we need to ask is, do fenders deserve gold foils? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, so what are your thoughts? What are your your initial reactions to this, Steve? My initial reactions to all of them except for the Jazzmaster was what the hell? Why? Well, then what's your reaction to the Jazzmaster? I th- think the Jazzmaster looks cool. Okay. Like I don't like <laughs> but the thing is is there's a little bit more of a precedent I think for the Jazzmaster because this just looks like a base six to me. Well, the Jazzmaster looks like a silver tone to me. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. It, it yeah. looks like, especially the Sunburst one. Like er, everything about that screams silver tone at me. <laughs> mm, silver tone mm. harmony. You yeah, know, all like that. The bobcat. Yeah. It looks yeah. Like a bobcat. Yeah. And they have the gold version of the uh, the Jazzmaster. Mm-hmm. And if they had put a white pit guard on the gold Jazzmaster, how different is it really? I mean, it will have a Bigsby. Yours doesn't have a Bigsby. I'm holding up uh, my Harmony silhouette uh, for the audio listeners. But they came out with a silhouette that has a Bigsby on it. Uh, And here's the thing. like, Like companies like Fender, the bigger companies... It takes them years to develop product lines. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible that someone at Fender saw the Harmony line, what, three years ago when these came out? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. We could do something like that. And they put it in motion to do something similar. We haven't seen Fender use these gold foil pickups before. They're not true gold foils, which is another thing that's worth talking about because like they wouldn't like they wouldn't actually manufacture true gold foils to use in these guitars. It's it's like very few people actually want that. There are many humbuckers Mm -hmm. just like in the harmony. I'm sure they're right. I'm sure they're made by someone else and made in a different way. Okay. What are like, what is quintessential gold foil? Uh, You know how that you, you know how you can have like a wide range humbucker, uh, but it's not a true, excuse me wide range humbucker because it doesn't have the right magnet uh uh, build and things like that it's uh the true gold foils have a specific type of magnet in them okay and generally they're single coils i don't think i don't think they ever made them in in humbuckers so by being a mini humbucker it's already like it's not even just like oh it's like going in a different aesthetic direction no it's just not not the same at all it's just a mini humbucker with a different case but here's the thing like from what I understand, real like gold foils, the models were all over the map. Like the you know, it's it's like is the name of right. the is the name of the aesthetic 
Yeah. It's stuff that you were finding on like department store guitars and stuff like that. That was using cheap magnets and kind of fun looks on the covers and stuff like that. And they had that signature gold metallic foil underneath the covers. Uh, so it's it, aesthetically, yeah, they're gold foils. Mm -hmm. But realistically, I have a feeling these just sound like, you know, a, a pretty standard mini humbucker, which isn't a bad thing. M mini humbuckers sound awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with that, but I think you kind of like hinted at one of my gripes with this lineup, especially I, I didn't even think about it when I saw this, sun, the gold foil Telecaster th sunburst. I didn't put it together that that is a very silver tone harmony. Yeah. Ask sunburst. That red to black is very, which that very silver tone combined with the gold foils. Let's I want to see something. Okay. Sure. Look it up. I'm going to cruise me. on over. I, mean, I should have done this earlier. I want to know. I mean, you, you're, you're here, Steve. You're a, a, a base. You're a base boy, but I want to hear from other bases in the comment section. Uh, uh, does this tickle your fancy at all? The, uh, the base, the jazz base that has the single gold foil, uh, uh, mini bucker in it. I mean, so here's, here's the thing. Like you talk about a harmony Bobcat, the prices are just all over the yeah, map on totally. these is the problem. And I guess the prices have kind of come up. You know, here's a, an H17, which is a two pickup gold foils. They want $800 for it. Um, some of these, it almost seems like you're buying your price. It's priced per pickup because the one pickup model will be 500 and the <laughs> and the two pickup model is like 800 But like people buy them just to scalp the pickups yeah. out of them and yeah. and put them in like cooter caster builds but and there, stuff like but that. But there are you know? some of these that maybe are miss. I don't know if they're missing parts or what that are like $400. And the problem I have is when I see this, I know, okay, these are made made in Mexico. They're probably being built to very similar specs as actually maybe even higher specs, mahogany body, ebony fretboard. The ebony fretboard uh, caught my attention. It was like, okay, now we're getting made in Mexico's that have yeah. ebony fretboards mm -hmm. instead of Palfero. Matching painted headstock, which is just kind of like a cool aesthetic. I, I, a, I, a 12 inch radius fretboard so super a vintage you know 60c maple neck with a 12 inch radius so it's going to be like probably really fast and then they're throwing in this these gold foils and it's all of the parts add up to where i can look at it and be like okay this is 1200 but at first glance i looked at this and i went this should be a 400 squire it would be rad as a squire absolutely yeah yeah, Absolutely. No. You would lose a, a lot of what we just mentioned. You would lose the ebony. You would lose probably the big speed. You well, would, a Telecaster doesn't even have one. Right. So you, would, you would lose the brass saddles yeah. and things like that. Uh, but yeah, like you take a squire and you slam a, a gold foil into it. It's going to be cool. The the jazz bass has this, is the same aesthetic to me as well. There is a lot of 70s... Uh, lawsuit it i guess lawsuit you'd call them jazz bases and p bases floating around with a single mini humbucker right. which probably in those cases also aren't actually humbuckers because a lot of those import guitars that look like they have mini humbuckers right. are actually uh weird cased single coil well this doesn't look like a humbucker but it is right um <laughs> so it's it's oh actually this is a gold foil single coil is it so the jazz bass actually has a wait single coil a minute how can, how do i get one of those single coils in the, in the jazz master i don't know <laughs> wait what does the telecaster have uh the telecaster oh, the has mini the mini humbuckers i want this okay Okay, let's organize a trade. Bassists, send me your single coils. Because <laughs> um, that that Jazzmaster, if I could get gold foil single coils in it, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh, you know I'd be into that. And you could make it work, too, because you have three pickups here, so you just need to find three people to buy this bass, and then you trade pickups with right, three people. Right, right. Um, it just looks, again, like it shouldn't be more... The, the base that I see when I see this is like a, you could find it on reverb right now for like 270. Well, visually. Visually. But like, here's, I mean, I said this re on a recent episode and I'll say it again. The Made in Mexico uh, 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 Player Plus Strat that I have, it feels and plays like the way American Strats oh, used yeah. to feel to me. Yeah, but your 
Player plus strat. I'm looking at it right now. It's right there. Yeah, so it's across the room. You guys can't see it. It's right over there. <laughs> Turn around and look. You'll see it. <laughs> oh, no, because I put my arm out like this, and I go off the screen. Uh, <laughs> but it looked like if you told me, like, oh, this is an $1,100 guitar, I'd look at that or whatever it is. I'd be like, yeah, that's a pretty shiny green. Like, I could see that. Like, that. that's a nice parchment pit guard. I don't see that here. You don't? I don't. I mean, right. you're not you're not picking up on those deals. Also, remember, like every time I get a guitar from Fender, it looks way better in person than it does in their own that's, product that's shots. Fair. That's they, fair. Fender photographs their finishes way too flat. Their their lighting is way too soft and too flat. If this if this is a metallic gold sparkle, it's Shoreline Gold. You know that's going to look a lot better in person. Uh, there, maybe there's more depth to the bursts. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if I, I can speak I to the other the, ones. But I think the Jazzmaster looks good. It does. I think the other two are just like, missing something. I kind of like the me. red telecast, the, the red burst telecaster. And I kind of like... I, I don't know. I am sure... I, I'm not going to speak for basses because I'm, I'm not a bass boy. I am sure that these Telecasters will be the new... Like, oh, for the next six months, will be seen on a thousand church stages. This will be the new hot thing. I don't know. I think that the whole, and, like... Like the whole trend chasing thing in for church guitars has kind of died it down. Kinda, I think actually, you know, <laughs> you know what I think is you're going to start seeing on a lot of church stages. What uh, in the next like six to twelve months? Uh, the the new Badlands guitar, <laughs> <laughs> Phil McKnight the, and, Phil, and Tone King's Phil guitar. And Tone King's guitar. I think you're going to see a few of those on. I'm not a shred guitarist. I don't. I, I. I really have no business around super strats, but I do kind of really like the yeah. look of that guitar. No, it looks cool. I, it, looks, I, it looks a lot better than this. No. <laughs> oh, it looks different. Oh, it does look different. I just. I just. Fender, can't. send Fender, send me one of these Jazz Masters. I. I will have fun with it. The, I, I'll the say, Jazz Master won't change. Like I'm saying, like yeah, I thought you were like Fender changed Steve's mind. I'm like, well, <laughs> I think the Jazz Master looks fine. What if they sent you one of those basses, Steve? Well. Would you would you play it or would you throw it in the trash? I'd, I'd have to try. I, I, I would give it a shot. I'd give it a fair <laughs> oh, shot. He'll humble himself and uh, he'll give it a shot. We'll see. We'll see if you're uh, this. This is. Well, <laughs> I will say there's something I want to say about the Jazzmaster. Okay. I know it has a Bigsby on it. Mm -hmm. That's not ideal for my style of guitar, especially mm -hmm. for a Jazzmaster for an offset. But I'm willing to forgive that. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't have a tunematic on it, it has a Jazzmaster bridge on it, and Does I it really, I'd really like to mess around with a Bigsby paired with a true Jazzmaster bridge, because then you're not getting the string binding on the saddles and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not you're not getting the same sustain that you get with the tunematic, where it's got better contact with the body, but you're getting the tuning stability that you get with an offset. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that, to be honest. I, I looking at it, I feel like the way the arm is going to interact with the knobs is going to be a bit unfortunate. You don't have as much range with the Bigsby as you mm -hmm. do with an offset trim. But for the style of this guitar that they're going for, I understand why they went with the Bigsby. You know, I, I just had this thought. Okay, share it with me, Steve. Do you have a bit? Do you have a? Is your Jazzmaster? It's over there. Right? I've got two Jazzmasters. Uh, the other one is up in. Oh, it's right, right there. there. It's right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at this one, and you know what this is? It's it's. I guess it's got three pickups. So it's a little different. It's not really a Jazzmaster. It's a Cyclone. It is kind of Cyclone. This is a Cyclone. It's not. It's not as longer scale, mm -hmm. and it has humbuckers instead of singles. But yeah, it's kind of Cyclone-y because it's got the middle pickup. You know. Yeah, and it's got I, switches. Oh, I, I guess it's a Jaguar inspired okay, switch plate. Things things that make me want to try it. Maybe not buy it. Not I'm not going to write Fender and beg for one. If they right. send one to me, then that's it what happens. It sounds like you're begging every time you say, "Well, if they send but one listen, to me." No, here's the here's the thing. The fact that it launched and we didn't hear from them means I'm not getting one sent to me. From them. <laughs> <laughs> Things that I like, I love the col the color. I love gold guitars. That's Isn't gold. that weird? Isn't that weird? <laughs> I love the offset bridge. It's okay. got the Jazzmaster bridge. I like the gold foil humbuckers. I love the sound of the gold foil humbuckers in my harmony right here. So I'll probably love the sound of these as well. 
I kind of wish the gold had a white pit guard. Mm-hmm. They swapped pit guards for different finishes on the tally. I wish they had done that with this. I like the block inlays. I wish I if I would prefer it if it had a Jazz Master trim on it, but I understand the Bigsby, and it doesn't bother me that much for what this is. I'd still be able to get by with it and have fun. Oh, it's got uh, vintage style tuners on it. Got painted headstock. I love that. I love the ebony fretboard. I think there's a lot to like here. I'm not. I'm not feeling as negative towards these as a lot of people are, and I get. They're- I get the price because. It's not a sticker, sticker shock to me because I'm aware of the price change that's been going yeah, on in no, Fender, Mexico. I, I understand the price for location thing. What I see with this is what I feel like should have been something from like the modern player series a few years ago. Sure. And so in turn priced you know, five, six hundred. If it's if it's Fender branded, maybe priced like six fifty, seven hundred. Uh, or again, like a Squire version that would maybe be priced like five hundred. I weirdly kind of wish that the 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 gold one had a black painted headstock. I always loved like that that nineties mm-hmm. MIJ and eighties MIJ sort well, of thing where they just get black headstock on everything. You see a gold headstock and you want it to turn black. <laughs> they did it on the Sunburst models. They did the black headstock. Oh I, yeah. Because yeah. it makes sense because you've got black on the body. Mm-hmm. But they could have just gone all natural on those, you know. I don't know. I think they're handsome. I can't say one way or the other, but I, I think they're handsome looking guitars. That's my take. But you think they should all be two hundred dollars because you I could just, just you could just go buy a a, a Tysco or I'm sure <laughs> like I agree with you they I'm sure they play very differently right sure out of the box they play a thousand times better than pretty much any Tysco I would go uh, you got some cool pictures off of that you pulled off like, of a pawn shop wall like you've got this Gaiatone here that has a that has a Jazz Master trim on it yeah. And it looks like it has a uh, Jaguar pickups, Jaguar style pickups. And then there is this Jedson, yeah, which kind of looks like a uh, one of the Honer takes on a Telecaster in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But it's got uh, those aren't gold foils, but they are probably ferrite pickups. Uh, there's another Tysco, which is the same shape as that Jedson, yeah. <laughs> same pickups and everything. I think Jedson and Tysco were yeah. kind of and that Kingston base. I mean, I get it. They're 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 copying a style of a pawn shop style guitar. Yeah. I don't even think it's like they should have rebooted the pawn shop line and called it the pawn shop too. Yeah. And it just had it. They just think, all have I think those were, were like in the seven, eight, nine. Yeah. But know. they were in like 2005 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. And you they know? were made, they were not made in Mexico. I think they were made in Korea. But I'm not 100% on that. Yeah, you're probably right. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be right. When You know, the road rises to you, you know. What? You don't know what song? No, what is that? It's a, man, what was the name of that band? It had a, what's his name from the Sex Pistols in it? (sighs) Public Image Limited. Oh, okay. I've heard the name. I could be wrong. I could be right. That's, the, that's like the whole right. song. Sounds good. You got <laughs> anything, the road you got anything else to on you. Uh, no, I. You, you go, someone go buy him one. Go buy one and tell us what it's like. You know, <laughs> if they're hitting the stores, go go check them out. Let us know in the comments what you think about them. I mean, I've got too many guitars. I'm not going to buy one. But Fender, if you did want to send one to me, good <laughs> I'd, I'd film it. All right, let's hit this ad. <laughs> this ad was sent by Carter Ingram. This is a Dan Electro case. Oh, my goodness. And remember, guys, I've got our email down here. You can read it right now. Find the best, the worst, the weirdest, the craziest Craigslist, the most ridiculous reverb, the most egregious eBay, the most gratuitous uh, uh, whatever. (laughs) Find the craziest ads. Send them to us. We're going to pick our favorite ad of Every single episode this year, we do three ads an episode. We're going to pick our favorite and we're going to send 
that winner a $20 gift card to the retailer or fast food chain of their choice. Fast food's on the table now. <laughs> uh, this is a fully functional case amp from a Silvertone Model 1457 guitar amp combo. The guitar is not included. The case was cut in half by a previous owner <laughs> That's to what... make a smaller, more portable amplifier. <laughs> Extra latch was added to help keep it closed when desired. A sticker from a now-defunct local radio station was also mounted to the interior of the case. All parts were are original and fully functional. The amp sounds great and just as it should. $350. We could copy that sticker design for a 60-cycle hum logo. We could. Like a 60CH logo? Mm -hmm. I like that vintage style. That's what I'm taking away from this ad is the sticker. No, what I'm really taking away from this ad is that someone took the classic Silvertone tube amp built into a guitar case and just sawed it right in half. <laughs> like, I like this amp, but it's too big because it's a guitar case. So I don't want it to be a guitar case anymore. I'm just going to saw it straight down the middle. <laughs> and it's still, they did nothing else. They did nothing else. They, they, they drew a line where the bottom of the speaker was. And they're like, well, that's as close as I can cut. <laughs> I'm going to make it as small as possible. Oh, this has such like chaotic energy, and I love it. Do these normally have... I guess I've never seen the other side of the speaker. I don't know if I realized that they had like a... Uh, a speaker grill? The speaker grill. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you might be right. I don't know if I've ever seen that either, but it looks factory. No, it okay. So here's a picture of one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I guess you're right. I always assumed that there, there was like a circle. I just never thought about but it. But all that grill and the speakers just down that little circle down there. Well, it's, I think it's you probably if you have to. Uh, well, I was gonna say if you have maybe to, it's for like, like heat dissip dissipation for. Uh, the amp itself? Probably just aesthetic. Probably just aesthetic. Make it look good. It's kind of... I've. It's a very utilitarian design, like this piece of sheet metal with an amp mounted in it that's yeah. just mounted in a case. But there's something really aesthetically pleasing about looking at this amp up close. Like the just the machine cut circles that you can see the tubes through and the little labels telling you exactly what tubes are supposed to be in there. I like the knobs. You can see the back end of the transformer sticking out. It's just so industrial. Yeah, but is it worth $350? I mean, I'm kind of cruising around, and I think the answer might be yes. I think so, too. Like, you're not getting the full case, but if you've ever been curious about the sound of those amps, this is technically more convenient. What What are they going... What is the case going for whole? That's the problem is I, I right now... Here's a non-functioning one for 200 So presumably this is functioning. So you could buy this and gut it and put in, put it into the non-functioning yeah. one. Here's one that's case only. This that says is it's fully full, functional. This is the full case. Speaker has been replaced, and they want 240 It's the full case, and it works? Yeah, that's what it says. Here's another mm. one for 300 Here's one for 400 This might be too expensive. If you can't use it as a case, I mean that's part of part of what it is, but you can use it as an amp, but it's also kind of like a weirdly inconvenient amp. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this is like the neat thing is like you know, to if you were to have if you've got you know the mid-century modern home, this is a fun little amp to Right. Uh, you know, oh, you don't you don't want to you don't want to be like everybody else and buy a Fender Excelsior. You buy this thing. So the the last time the difference is a Fender Excelsior sounds good, and this thing is going to sound like whatever this thing sounds like. <laughs> and a Fender Excelsior takes up the exact amount of room it should take up. This <laughs> takes up a lot more room for an amplifier. How big is the speaker on this? Like, oh, it's got to be like six four or eight inches. Six inches. You think it's you think it's that big? You think it's an eight? Uh, you might be right. I think it's, it's six maximum. It could be like a four. It's pretty small. Uh, I was, the last time I went to summer Nam, uh, I was talking to the, the rep for the company that currently owns Silvertone. Mm -hmm. 
And he was like, yeah, we're talking about trying to redo the, uh, the silver tone amp and case sort of concept. And I was like, Oh, that's going to be interesting. I was like, are you going to go five inch speaker right in the middle? Uh, I was like, are you going to go traditional and do a tube amp in a case? Or are you going to go modern? You're going to go the easier way and possibly the more crowd pleasing way and go for a solid state or like digital sort of thing. Because the reality is, although the tube amp amp concept is sexy, it's not, it's a collector's thing. Right. You know, it's, it's, and the variety of sounds that you would get from a tube amp built into a case, everything that needs to, you know, go out the window to make that design happen. It's going to be a lot more limiting than if they took, say, like the guts of a import knockoff Roland microcube mm-hmm. and stuck it in a case. You know, you would get a, you know, someone who's buying their first guitar and the price difference is going to be a lot different. Someone yeah. buying their first guitar is, would pay $200 for a case with a built in amp. Mm-hmm. Someone buying a reissue silver tone case with a tube amp, they're going to have to pay more. And that target market is a lot smaller. Because, you know, apparently you can buy these, the originals, for a couple hundred bucks. So yeah. what's the motivation to buy a reissue that could possibly cost 400 500 if we're realistic about what it takes to make something like that and cut a profit margin, you know? What was, <coughs> what was, it, what was his answer? Uh, he was like, yeah, that's the question. That's what we're having trouble figuring out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, in turn, it's like, do, who wants to buy a $1,000 guitar case? That, right. That isn't like a Calton or something. Right. Caltons probably aren't even that expensive. And they, well, they don't have tube amps in them, Steve. Yeah. What if they had a tube amp in them? That was, I mean, this thing's got four tubes in it. Maybe it's, maybe it's a decent amp. It's like a three watt amp. Right. I mean, it's got a... Well, I, you know, you, the, you, you judge how good a tube amp is by how many tubes it has in it. This is a four. It's it's a four out of... <laughs> well, what's the, what's the maximum? <laughs> as many as you want. Uh, what's normal? My, uh, my Princetons have like six, right? So this is this is four six as good as a Princeton. Your Princeton, yeah, probably has two six V6s. And then four. And... Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Has, I think it has six. I mean, you could turn one around right now. Yeah, I don't want to take a peek. I don't really want to. Get I it. could be totally wrong. I retubed it a while ago, like a year Do ago. I, I want guess. to look. I mean, I could probably just look it up. You what? okay? Let's race. I mean, what you're doing is clearly should be faster. I can hear you counting. <laughs> Shut up. I can't. It's it's six. There's six tubes. What are this? I wonder what six does it have? There are six tubes in there, Steve. There's two big ones, and then there's uh, four smaller ones. Those are the uh, the official designations, too. Two big ones, four small ones. If you want to retube your Princeton, that's what you order. <laughs> They're not big ones. They're medium ones. There's there's two medium ones and, and four small this ones. This is what I wanted to see. Two okay. Well, that shows yeah. seven. Oh yeah, Why maybe I missed one. Seven? This is like a vintage one, I guess. Blackface, silverface, Princeton reverb. Huh? Maybe I miscounted. There was one hiding behind the the cover or something. The newer ones might be a um. Two, three, four. They might. The new ones might be a. I wonder if the new the reissues are a solid state rectifier. Um, maybe I don't know. All right, let's move on to other things. <laughs> What'd you buy it, Steve? Dan Electro uh, case cut in half. Not at this price. What price would you buy this at? $250, But It looks like you can get other ones for $250 I, and $200. I, I think this only being half of one is not a... It's weight relieved. It's Yeah. Uh, I think if you want one of these, you know what you want it for. For me, uh, I would not call this a like. I would not say that that's like a. This definitely isn't a, a collector. It's not a collector's piece with with being modified like that. And you can't you can't. 
fix that. (laughs) It is what it is. Someone who's going to buy this is, if they're a collector, they're buying it for parts. Otherwise, they're buying it to mess around with a low wattage tube amp, I suppose, and have something vintage. But it's kind of a really odd duck to buy. I feel like if I saw this in a shop, the shipping is 50 bucks, by the way. They want 400 even for this. Uh, if I saw this in a local shop, I'd be like, I'm not paying more than 175 for that. Are you taking a peek behind the Princeton? Yeah. Nasty wants to know. Inquiring minds want to know. How many tubes are in my Princeton? Really see inside here. It's there, tricky. There are seven. There are seven? Okay, I missed one. There's a, I was trying too hard to there's count. A big, fast. There's a big old rectifier tube. In okay. There. All right. It was probably so big I didn't even think it could. So be this a tube. is like four, four of seven. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a four. If out this of had seven. one more tube, it would be the perfect amp. <laughs> and if you get that joke, you've spent too much time on the internet. Oh my gosh. Or too much time around me. So what next, Steve? Are we going to do next is housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping is a part of the show where we just take a moment to thank everyone who supports us mm-hmm. through Patreon. Uh, if you want to support this show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast, where for as little as a dollar, you can support the show just like these people did. Oh, am I putting up a graphic? No, we didn't have any new, oh. new patrons. Oh, there's, so. zero, there's zero. There's no new one. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. I'm full of jokes. But the Patreon is supports the show in all sorts of different ways. It buys us food on recording nights so that I don't have to be busy cooking before Steve comes over. Uh, it pays for the gift cards that we're going to pay to people oh, yeah. that uh, win uh, their spot in the Adventurers Club. Uh, you know, for having the best ad of the episode, it pays for travel. It pays to keep the lights on and buy camera equipment and, and things like that. There's all sorts of little odds and ends and little costs that add up that keep the show going, like paying for services and stuff on the back end of, you know, hosting and things like that. Podbean is not free. So huge thanks to everyone support who supports us. And if you want to support us, check out the link down in the description and you can be one of those people that sends us money every month. This episode, for some reason, even though you can get this for free. This episode is also brought to folks by Chase Bliss Audio. That's right. They've been a they make long, the blooper. They've been a longtime sponsor of this content. And if you like this content, treat yourself to a Chase Bliss pedal to say thank you to them. ChaseBliss.com. Yeah. There's the blooper right there. It goes bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, this matches. Bloop. This yeah. week's also brought to you by Stringjoy. These are the orbiters this is their new coated string you might notice Uh, steve i only have two packs of these now Ooh, have you been putting them on things i put a pack of these on that ert telecaster that i covered oh cool uh, because i i did a mod on it i was like well i might as well try these coated strings and they felt great to me i was playing around with them they they sounded twangy they felt responsive and then i lent the guitar to a friend who wanted to check it out so i don't have it here anymore but they they felt great to me so they, you know, it didn't feel like overly plasticky or anything like that. Yeah, I actually yeah. didn't really notice the coating at all. They just felt slick and smooth to me. So when I get the guitar back from the person I lent it to, we'll see how those strings held up. Well, I have a feeling they're going to do great. Yep. So go check those out. Yep. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. What's new? Oh, we're going to talk about what's new. Yeah, what's well, new? you know how I've been working on getting Dinosaur Ghost back together? I do. Uh, we're going to have a practice this week, uh, which is great. And we're, we're gearing up to, uh, to play some shows, possibly, when I get back from my trip to the island with Henning. Uh, mm-hmm. But a few weeks ago I was cruising around on Craigslist and I saw a listing in the musician section for wanting to start a band and I joined another band. What, Steve. <laughs> what band is this? <laughs> There's not a name for it yet. Uh, the listing was by uh, a guy who's a bassist. It's a very, here's the thing. This is, this is me joining like, an adult band. It sounds like you're having a midlife crisis. It is kind of like a midlife crisis band for lack of a better way of describing it. It's, it's, it's me joining on with some Gen, Xer, Gen Xers okay. to, play, to, to make Gen X music. Wait, hold on. <laughs> if any of them have kids, then this could be your opportunity to meet some Gen X moms. <laughs> 
a couple of them do have kids. Uh, we don't have a name for it yet. The bassist is uh, he's he the like his listing was like, hey, I, w- I want to put together kind of like uh, this kind of like dark wave kind of like alternative slash punk sort of project. Okay. He's a huge fan of of the band The Killing Joke, uh-huh. which is I think like an eighties and nineties. Kind of like a new wavy, dark wavy sort of uh, post post uh, punk sort of situation, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of influences floating throughout through all the members that he's gotten together. We had a we had a practice about a week ago. I think it went pretty good. All right, I I've I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for it. It's going to be fun. the The thing that the thing that I was thinking about when I answered the ad. Mm-hmm. Is let's think about all the bands I've had, Steve. I had your favorite band, yeah, which was me writing songs okay. with you know your help from you and Adam. But I was like the guy who's yeah, kind of you're, sitting down you were bringing in the main idea, and we were filling right. in the gaps. And then the Morning Glass, again, which, which filling in the gaps on a song that Ryan wrote, a lot of gaps. <laughs> that's some work. <laughs> but I I would come to the table with the like the the the, the seed of the idea, yeah. And it would grow from there, you know. Uh, I was kind of the, cre- you know. But what I'm getting at is like, and then with the morning glass again. Yeah, like, you were you were bringing in the big, you were bringing in the big idea, right? And we were filling in, we were filling in the. Yeah. And then dinosaur goes the same thing. Like it's yep. a it's a big concept out of my little brain, <laughs> but it's like I'm coming to the table with the the concepts of the songs, and then we're mm-hmm. growing them as a team. And I'm the one who came up with kind of the aesthetic and and things like that. I was like, I I want to be in a band where I'm just the guitarist. <laughs> I just want to show up. Someone else is writing the songs, and I find guitar parts for it. I'm not worrying about the lyrics. I'm not worrying about the aesthetic of the band. I'm not booking shows. I'm not doing all that. I'm just the guitar boy, and I'm kind of excited to lean into that. You know, when you showed up at practice, or went you know whatever. Has there been a point or was there a point at any any in any of it where someone was like, "Hey, you're that guy?" No, no one knows yet. <laughs> I don't think they figured That's it out. That's kind of incredible. It's kind of fun. <laughs> I'll tell them eventually. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Maybe they do know and and they just they don't want to bring it up right, either, right. you know. <laughs> but I feel I'm, like someone would have brought it up. I just keep saying dumb stuff like, "Oh man, yeah, I have a lot of gear." <laughs> I have more, my, I have more guitar stuff than I should have, and things like that. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, hey man, can I borrow a fuzz pedal?" And you're like, uh, "Which color? What? what huh? <laughs> like, do you have a preference for?" You, you just have this, like, "Oh man, that's a." If I ever, I'm just thinking about website building is like categorize all your pedals, but categorize them in ways, some of which make sense and some of which don't. So right. it's like. What is your preference? And it's like fuzz. So you have like fuzz types. So, you know, uh, fuzz face, muff, whatever, like different things. But then it goes into like your other categories would be like color. Right. Case size. Yeah. Like number of knobs. And then there's like half of it is like the muff section. <laughs> like, oh, here's all the muffs because every other fuzz is a muff. Right. Apparently. <laughs> I actually, I'm kind of excited to put together a dedicated board for this project, which means like I've got my general here in the garage board. Right. I also use for church. I put together a board for dinosaur ghost. Now I'm going to put together a board for this band. I'm going to have like three dedicated boards. Mm -hmm. I need to like mount them on the wall or something, you know, like here's the entire board for this project. But uh, I found myself really leaning into uh, the JHS Supreme, which is like a super fuzz. It was just, it was cutting through the mix and doing a fun sound. So I'm probably going to keep exploring fuzzes with that band, with that Very project. Cool. It, was, it was kind of like almost like a more aggression, more aggressive version of my church tone. Cause it was like fuzz into like stacked reverb and right. a little bit of like right. galloping delay and stuff. That makes sense. They've got two songs so far mm-hmm. and, uh, and one's kind of pushing in that style of the killing joke. And then one's pushing really hard into like a dead Kennedy's direction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, he, he found a guy who's like a, uh, who's a singer and a songwriter and does all this home recording stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like incredibly prolific. Like he's got a band camp. That's just got like, he, the guy just like records and records and records. He's got all these oh, tracks okay. that he's recorded. So that's cool. We got a songwriter. 
we've got a drum we've got a drummer that just drops bombs like the dude was great the bass player is great uh we've got another guitarist and there was a keyboardist that came to the last practice uh, i how what? are there this many people in this band and like we've okay, had one practice we when, don't have a name when i no, when i assumed it was like okay maybe it was you another guitarist a bass player and a drummer i was like ah, oh, well i mean like we're big but we're not that big but now that you've added in all these other people i'm like Someone's got to know. So I don't know what's going on with the other guitarist that was there at the practice. We had a meeting before where we had like a dinner together to meet. And the other guitarist <laughs> and, the, and the keyboardist wasn't there. And neither was the guitarist. Well, they're they're hooking up. <laughs> uh, like the guitarist, like I get the a very strong impression that this is probably his first band. And he's, uh. he's a little bit green. But at the same time, he was coming up with some stuff and throwing it in the mix. It's like. No, that works. Yeah. Like you yeah. like you you're gonna develop he's gonna develop like how to dig into that, but like mm-hmm. these parts he's coming up with work. So I don't know. <laughs> if it works, it works. It works, it works. So that's what's new with me. What's new with you, Steve? I don't know. I'm just tired, man. Just making it. I think uh so I'm I'm hopefully gonna get the guitar my guitar racks from String Swing and all that stuff up this weekend um so that's a future what's new maybe but i'm i'm really hoping to be able to get it done i'm hoping to do that and also i might be which of this will be too late for anyone hearing this going to the um pedal deli this weekend in oh. LA. i'm gonna try to go but it just depends on on whether or not i want to sleep sure um but that's like i'm a i'm like half an hour closer now <laughs> So all of a sudden, like, oh well, it's more—it's more just like I haven't done anything like that in a while, and I'm kind of feeling itchy. Um, but I—I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get any of that done. The my priority is to get the the string swing stuff installed. Uh, they're very gracious, and the stuff looks really good. I just need to get it on the wall, and then uh, with all of that, my my youngest has been climbing on my desk and like jumping on it and stuff. So my wife and I have been talking about reorganizing my office to put like the desk on the uh, up against the opposite wall from where the guitars are going to be, which might look actually better. And it will maybe give me, if I don't put any other like shelving or not shelving, but any kind of like file cabinets or anything in there would actually give me a lot of room potentially to do stuff in there. Um, But I don't know. It's like, I just got my office in there and I'm like, I like the way it is right now. And all that. Now, now you have to change it. And we're like, Oh, we're going to tear it apart, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. But that's, uh, that's kind of what, um, it's my, what's new, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, um, there's been a lot of like weird, cool gear coming out this year. And, and even just things that came out like late last year that I haven't been able to mess around with. Uh, like I keep, People keep popping in being like, if you haven't tried the new Helix update, you're missing out. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, the new uh, the new cabs on the HX stuff is really super good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's my future what's new, hopefully, maybe. And then who knows, in two weeks when we record again, or next week, because we're going to record again next week, I might be Send like, Send a yeah. lot of ads, people. Like, we, we have to double up this month before I go on my trip. Oh, I will say um, we are almost out of songs. So we play a song at the end. Of course, everyone who makes it to the end, who's a true dedicated fan of the show, mm-hmm. uh, knows we play a song at the end. We only have like six songs left. So the we, real ones we, now. We will, uh, we will be burning out of those pretty soon. So send us your, your original music or even your original covers. The key is just that it's you own it. Right. It's your song. If you wrote it. And CD Baby owns it. That's okay too. Right, right. Like we just li- don't be like, I heard this really cool song by the Foo Fighters. Yeah, right. so did send seventeen this- million other people. No one if, cares. If it's your song, you're in it. You're performing. Send it. You know, if we lose monetization over it, no big deal. It's it's fine. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll really, give, we'll give you the cut of our ad revenue. We don't want to give Dave Grohl the cut of our ad revenue. Why am I re- picking on Dave Grohl? A an episode uh, like. An episode of this podcast that gets like does exceptionally well and 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 really pulls in the clicks and really gets a lot of views makes us like fifteen bucks. We will sacrifice that to play listener songs. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. All right, this, support us on Patreon if the, your song demonetizes us. 
This next uh, ad was sent by Austin Hansen. This is a Paola Telly. This is a 1951 Fender Nocaster converted in a Paola style. These guitars were once built for recording studio musicians in the early 1950s to get paid three times in one track by going through three amps at once. Springsteen's telly was once set up like this. Uh, apparently there's a whole article about it here. And everything functions. The neck is from 1951. Output jacks, everything apparently is all from 1951. All the work was done in 1951. Um, apparently everything's 1951. 1951, 1951, 1951. So, I had seen the picture of this floating around for a long time. Yeah. I always assumed it was a joke. And then when I read the description on this, I was like, is that a joke? And so I looked it up and no, I found a bunch of articles that confirmed this. It's not about, I maybe it's about getting paid more for someone who has one of these, who's doing studio time, but it is, it is about splitting your signal. So a different, a different output for every single pickup so that you can run it into different amps or maybe there's three pickups. There's yeah, there's another well, there's pickup. three pickups, but each there's also three switches. Yeah, I have no idea what the. I was wondering if the switches are like on off, mm. sort of functionality, so you can mute one if you need to or something like that. But I kind of get it. Like you set up one guitar if you're going to multi-track it and mix sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, you've got one pickup going to say a hot, dirty amp. You've got the neck pickup going to a smooth jazzy amp. Mm -hmm. You've got the middle pickup going to just a standard clean that you could reamp if you needed to or something like that. And you can mix them all in post. Like it seems it's actually a pretty dang creative idea for studio recording. Yeah. Like I get it. I think it looks awfully unergonomic. (laughs) Right. I think that they should have stacked that that control plate that is where your arm would go. They should have put that just above that, that other control plate that's at the, at the tail end. So just to get it out of your arm, you know? Right. Right. But other than that, or you know, they could have just sacrificed the switches because they don't really need the switches and drilled a hole and gotten all six knobs across two control plates. But it does look really wild, too. <laughs> and, I mean, this thing is is priced in a way where, like, who knows if anyone's actually ever going to buy it. I'm sure it's been on the market forever. Uh, do we have... Were you able to get the screen grab of the pricing on it? Mine's, right. not, mine's not loading. It was like $50,000. Oh, $59,950. Hey! $60,000. What a deal. I've been looking for this for a while. We don't get these very often. Free shipping. <laughs> Free ship. Free shipping. That's the way you move a $60,000 guitar. Free shipping. <laughs> I, you know, someone out there would have to be like, yeah, I have a huge thing for this era of recording. Guitar, to buy guitar this. world. When they wrote an, they wrote an article about this and said that this is the fourth most watched piece of gear on this web on reverb with wow at the time of their article it was 782 people it's now 823 that's wild when you whenever the the screenshot was now we're one of them excuse me we're gonna get everyone who watches this show all 16 of them to watch it too i still have not been able to figure out um what exactly like how you how the wiring is rigged up and, yeah, I want to know. And how I'm not going to chase this down, but apparently, uh, it looks like Trogly has done this guitar. Oh well, Trogly has done everything. Yeah. So yeah, of course, find one guitar Trogly hasn't done. Find that's the challenge. Not it's just find one he hasn't done. Come on, I want to say like, I've I've probably this, got this some whole, guitars he hasn't done. Everything about this guitar, like, look at the neck. Look at how clean the neck yeah, is. Yeah, no, it looks great. For 1951, this guitar is in fantastic shape. Well, it's shape. a studio guitar. It hasn't left the studio. Right. I mean, despite... 72 years. 
despite the the wild wiring going on here, is an incredibly clean 1951 Telecaster. Yeah. It's wild to see all the flathead screws that are involved here because you see Phillips on everything now. There's flathead. Everything is a flathead screw. Everything on the bridge is a flathead screw. Oh. Everything on the 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 on the, the pick guard. The neck. The the tuners. That's interesting. We're Phillips. Oh, there's Phillips screws holding in the bridge pickup. I wonder if those are newer. Well, one of the pickups they said was. I mean, um, the middle pickup. The middle pickup has Phillips on it. They said one of the pickups was a, a more recent replacement. That's pretty interesting, though. That ought to be a thing, like like vintage correct flathead tuners for your Telecasters. <laughs> so for sixty thousand dollars, you know, I can't. You know, it's 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 a buy buy buy. If there was two, then buy two at that price. You know. This is, I have I have no idea who would buy this. You know, I suppose the pra- the practicality of this is like, say you go into a session, you've been and you're like, well, I don't really know what kind of vibe you you want out of this. Right? Do you want a fat P- neck P90 or do you want that tight twangy Telecaster bridge? You just run now. You're running them both at once. It's just it's about options and post, man. Yeah. Like you you have your sound that's like, oh well, I know that I'm gonna like the bridge, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna dial in the bridge that I the way that I want. But then you dial in the neck to be different into a different amp. And dial is, in the middle is, to go straight into the board for like something you can reamp. Yeah, you know? this is really smart. It is. I wonder though, like, like electronics wise, mm-hmm. you're splitting the ground three ways. Does that cause issues with any? thing that you're recording with you know like i i can't imagine it just if works like there's probably issues that you run into with it. i would think because the ground if, your, your guitar is the middle of this three-way in, in between two in, in between three different amplifiers but if your amps are also all, all it's in, all a, it's in the middle the of a four-way if it's all on the same circuit then it might be okay yeah that's probably the trick huh all right, let's do the last ad. No, we got to do sponsor spot first. Oh, okay, okay. This episode's brought to you by... Do we want to open anything? Let's save it for next episode. This episode is brought to you by Bigger Pedals. This is the Albi. It's a curated multi-effect. That's right. Uh, someone on uh, the Facebook group recently... It's like a new wave machine. Yeah, someone on the Facebook group recently said that they were looking for a, like a lo-fi dirty reverb pedal. And they're like, hey, any recommendations for this? And I said, "That's a good get, one." You should get an Albi, and they said, "Already own one." Well, damn! Uh, but they should yeah. get a second one and run them in stereo. That's what I'm going to do. Also, guys, keep a lookout this week. If everything goes to plan, I'm going to be launching a demo for a bigger product that has been in the works for like two years now. <laughs> is that is that thing is that thing coming? That's. That's the plan. That's the plan. And it's 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 pretty exciting, I think. I think it's going to revolutionize guitar pedals. Like this is it, guys. This is the product of the year. When all the big publications come up with a pedal of the year, I think this is going to be top of the list. I mean, it's just like saying. the fourth week of 2023 and you're just saying everyone else should give up. Give up. Don't even you know it's save over. all save all your stuff for next year, manufacturers. This is going to be it. And it's coming from Big Ear. So you heard it here first, folks. Maybe I'll be able to publish it this week. We'll see. Head on over to BigEarPedals.com and see what they got. This last ad was sent by Stan Sasha. Uh, this is called Guitars and More. It seems like it's more like guitar and more. Yeah, I don't even see the guitar in the rest of the room. They have. Uh, the- oh, there's drums. Is my my big question is like is this crazy looking guitar bait? Is a Confederate to get flag you, to get you to come to this really crusty looking garage sale? It's not even garage; it's a shed sale. A reel to reel. What is this guitar? It's some old like organ built into a guitar uh. Tysco sort of situation here. Uh, it's it's got way too many knobs and switches on it. It doesn't have enough pixels for us to actually know what's going on. That Bigsby looks great. There's a guitar amp. This looks like a crate. A crate amp. Oh, there's a couple of guitar amps here. Yeah, there's there's some there's stuff a few going on here. Guitar amps here. 
Let's see what... There's some stereo equipment. There's, like, an electronic drum kit, which suffers the fate of every electronic drum kit being shoved into a corner with all the cables wrapped up and piled all over it. (laughs) That's rough. Is that a... Is that a Wacom back there? There's... Maybe? There's a Wacom tablet in box back there behind the electronic drum kit. Oh, man, this drum kit has bells all around it, too. Oh, this is an electronic... No, this is, like, a percussion kit. No, it's also an electronic drum kit. Like, there are... There's everything going on here. Look, right here. There's, a, there's like, an yeah. electronic symbol there. There's a couple more. There's a couple more pads. This is like a Roland, like a TD-10, maybe. There's some reel-to-reel recorders. There's a grandfather clock and a haunted teddy bear behind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's an amp in front of the haunted teddy bear. Some sort oh, of- grandfather. There's a, yeah, grandfather clock. This is a Vecna's garage sale. <laughs> uh, VHS players. All kinds of crap. But you see this ad, Steve, and you see that yeah. guitar is the first picture. And you see all the other junk here. Do you go? That guitar is terrifying. But is there enough here? Like, imagine... Like, this is in, in like, a, a barn or something like that. Imagine you're going to have to drive out to the boonies. I mean, you're already kind of out there. <laughs> imagine you have to drive out to the boonies an hour to, to check this out. to a different boonies. Is there, is there anything in these pictures that it's like, yeah, I'm going to make the trip? No. Really? What in this picture... I mean, me. I would probably write and be like, "Do you actually have that guitar there?" Because if you, they actually have the guitar, I might show up just to check it out and like kick the tires and be like, "Hey, can, what? How low will you go?" There's you know? so much other weird crap. It looks like this person. Oh man, look at like the Behringer floorboards here, and yeah, weird random percussion like, things. There's like four pieces of guitar gear in the various photos. You know, there's a couple amps, a cabinet. Um, it looks like this person bought all their gear in 1989 and then bought a bunch more gear in like 2006. Yeah. I can't find this particular, but they bought a bunch of used. They bought a bunch of used stuff in 2006. You know, I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot. There's just a lot happening here. Um, they got three open cans of Budweiser, Steve. Oh, well, shoot. In that case. <laughs> One of those is for you. You got to get over there before it goes stale. It's like an Arizona flag. All right. What do you think, Steve? You wouldn't go? I'd go. You, would, it, you it, would drive an hour. If that guitar is there, I might drive an hour. So you're going to write this guy and be like, hey, is that guitar, you really have that guitar? I might, I might, I'd, I'd ask a few more questions because I just want to go see it. It's wild looking. I mean, it does have a Bigsby on it. It's got a really cool old looking Bigsby on it. There might be parts in this. I know? wish I could find, figure out what is, what this actually is. You take off that Bigsby, you throw on a cheap trapeze tailpiece and you keep the big speed and you sell the rest you know <laughs> it's some sort of organ guitar man or like built in like synth effects or something like that it's there's so much going so on so many the thing that throws me off is it because it kind of looks like almost like a vox uh but like there's two uh, there's five pickups yeah and they all look just kind of crammed in there but they're all the same pickup Maybe that's what I should be looking There's a for. weird, like, thumb rest shelf thing. Like, what's that all about? Someone knows Five exactly what this pickup is. pickup organ guitar just still does not give me anything. Man. I'm not saying I would buy it. I'm just saying I'd go check it out. I think you, if, I think if you check it out, you got to buy it. That's, that's, what? That's the rule. What? I'm not going to check it out like it's a library book, Steve, and not return it. I, I want to go kick the tires and be like, well, I saw it. I have no idea what this is. It's so bad. All right. It's tell so us about looking. Tell us about the song, Steve. Get us out of here. I hate this guitar. I hate this ad. <laughs> you don't want the haunted teddy bear. I, I hate that you would drive an 
hour just to see that stupid guitar? One way. Good grief, man. <laughs> it's dirty looking, too. It's filthy. It needs uh, a bath. All right, Ryan. So which one was your favorite? <laughs> we totally forgot to pick our favorite ad, and we were about to record the next episode. You could have just edited this in. No one would have known. No, we get full transparency, guys. Full transparency. We're human over here. We make mistakes. Um, it's a new format. We'll, so there we'll was the, the payola. The Dano case, the payola. And then that guitar garage sale thing. Guitar garage sale. I feel like the Dano case is my pick. <sighs> is it? Is this ever going to be hard? Maybe not. Is that what you're going for too? I was going to go with the Dano case. All right. I do like the little. I do like the historical of the payola. I like the little history behind it. I like the story. We definitely had more fun talking um, about the Dano case, though. The Dano case was like doing a bunch of research, figuring out how much these things cost, deciding whether or not you would want one, deciding whether or not half of a Dano case is better than a, rate, a full Dano case. <laughs> that was also just such a clean cut. It was like, just like, oh yeah, I just want this smaller. There's something so compelling about yeah. that. I don't know. So congratulations, Carter Ingram. You won this episode. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't think to do it in the normal, natural way. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, here's the rest of the episode. Wherever I cut this in, maybe it's the end. Bye. This says, hey assholes, play another song. Sorry, I don't think I can stop with that now. Hey Ryan and Steve, hope you both are well. Uh and in advance, happy holidays. So this was sent back in November. Please find attached and link a song off our live EP for potential play on the podcast. The EP should be out by now and features a live version of unintelligent behavior. You played on the podcast before. As you can see, watch the video. I'm playing a Fender Japanese Mustang with the pickups wired in series to a Marshall Origin 20 with a few fun pedals as well. Nothing too crazy gear wise, but it's always super fun gunning a little watt amp into a 4x12. I'm going to put a link uh, down with the song of a video because we're going to watch the video. This uh, was sent by Matt. His band is called Trust Club.
I like how at the end he starts playing behind the bridge and the drummer just shoots him this look like <laughs> what are you doing don't do fuck. that <laughs> that was great thanks for sending it yeah bye everyone stay grounded <laughs>